This is Everyday Photography Every Day, where you get to listen in on a chat between a photographer, that's me, and a regular human. That's me. With an eye on making your pictures amazing. No technical stuff, no talk of gear or software, just photography for the love of it. I'm Suzanne Fritz Hansen, enthusiastic iPhone picture taker. And I'm Michael Rubin, photographer, founder of Neo Modern, and Grumpy Old Man, and we're in San Francisco tonight. Welcome. Hey, Suzanne. Hey, Ruben. How are you? I'm good. It's been a long time. It has. I, I kind of remember how to do this. I, we talk <laughs> We talk to each other. I, we've done so much Zoom since the last time we've done, done a show. It's true. It's yeah. true. Yeah. I mean, it's it's like um, uh, it's like podcasts we don't get credit for, I guess. But <laughs> right. you know, it's like riding a bike. You know, we're, we're, we're uh, getting, getting back on it. Life is podcasting you don't get credit for. It's uh-huh. just, uh, you could, <laughs> so wait, where, um, we'll where are put you? that in the merch store. <laughs> <laughs> where, where are you? You're not um, home. I am not home. No, I'm actually on the East coast. I'm in your old stomping grounds, in not Florida. really exactly in, in Gatesville, but I'm in Florida. Yes. It's a big we are state. Visiting. Yeah. It is. is it? I guess I compare it to California and I think it's not that big, but yeah, no, it's very, um, <laughs> it's, it does cover a lot of ground. It does. Um, Did you, I mean, have you drive, drive far or you're in Southern, you're in Southern Florida. Southern Florida. Um, mm. We're near Naples. So oh, um, Fort cool. Myers, Naples. It's really beautiful. It's actually really warm. Um, I've been working outside for the past week, which has been amazing uh, until there's these like Floridian shower storms that come out of nowhere. Yeah, that's downpour. I love That's something I want you to take a picture of. I love, I love Florida rain downpours. If you can figure out how to shoot something that captures that, that would be fun. Cause I'd like uh, to see that. And I'll work on it. Feel... I was too busy gathering all my electronic devices, um, off of the patio table and yeah, running well, for cover. So <laughs> that's good. Well, I'm, I'm in Santa Fe, New Mexico, and we have wild animals outside my house. I, Ooh, what do you have? I looked outside the other day and there was a bobcat like outside my nice. window, like sitting outside, just like, like the cat might be out in the yard. There was a bobcat and he, so it goes by Bob, not Robert. Yes. Still? It's a, we're, okay. we're very close. Got and, it. Got uh, it. And there was a deer. That's also a term of endearment, isn't it? It is a deer, deer. <laughs> Bob, deer, Bob, This is great. This sounds like you've got quite the, the, the local menagerie nearby. I do. I feel like I'm at like a Disney theme park. I look out the window and wonder, like, I wonder if any giraffes are going to come by. You know? <laughs> what was that like? Yeah. San Diego Safari Park or, you know, where you go and you actually get to stay next to all the, next to the animals. Yeah. I That's did cool. that. Uh, you get to do this permanently. I do. And it's, I love being here. The house is great. The, and I've slowly, I'm kind of, I've kind of reconstituted neo-modern here for myself. It's just got the pictures and like a gallery setting. It has concrete floors that reminds me of the space on Union Street. It's not the same, but it's the same idea. Anyway. That's awesome. That's awesome yeah. though. I mean, you've kind of got your vibe back and you're in Santa Fe, which is kind of this like Mecca for, uh, Mecca for photography and, it, and workshops. It, it is. I'm really, so I've been, that's the other thing. So I've spent the past few months teaching at the Santa Fe photographic workshops and it's been cool. awesome. Well, I started, it was on this podcast that I sort of discovered that real connections between the Zen arts and my photography, I used to sort of use those terms in a kind of a casual flip way. But over the course of the years we've been doing this, I've been digging in more and talking with Chris Lunt, my 
my uh, friend who knows more about this than I do. And, and slowly but surely, it's kind of become a thing for me. And you remember, I committed myself to writing a book, which yes. I, I did write it. But now I done? Well, it's done. <laughs> I haven't published it. But I wanted, I, wanted to, I wanted to test it out. And teaching at the workshops was a great way to kind of get in front of students and regular people and see if I'm making any sense at all. And I think uh, it went really well. It was really fun. And I've done now two sold out classes and uh, hopefully getting ready for more. Yeah, I like it. How is the how has the book evolved? Have you I mean, if you're using this opportunity to sort of push against the edges and see see what whole if you're a scientist, you'd be like, this is my hypothesis. And now I'm testing it in the field. And now I'm going to, you know, gather all my results. And then I'm going to write my synopsis and then formulate (laughs) my next hypothesis. Are you at the place where you are forming your next hypothesis? You're incredibly organized in that process. It it hasn't changed. (laughs) I, I feel somewhat I feel somewhat vindicated because I l- was looking at the final projects from the students in the class, and I think they're great. I like I feel like oh, nice. I'm proud that they took a class and their pictures look like that at the other end of it. They were all really good photographers. I think yeah. the the thing is like nobody was a beginner or no one didn't know how to take pictures. They all mm-hmm. had beautiful. Uh, sets of photos. I had them submit sort of their favorite work before the class started. And honestly, I was intimidated because they all were great photographers. But nice. they had that exciting though. Yeah, no, it was really, well, you know, freaky for me because like, why am I teaching them? They're so good. <laughs> but they're, but they, uh, it's a philosophical shift. It's sort of a, what yeah. do we call it? Like a shakabulu? What was it? The, the swift kick to the head that causes sudden enlightenment? Do you remember oh. that? Was it Shakabulu? Um, was what is that a, from? Say Anything. It was in the movie Say Anything with John Cusack. Okay. okay. And uh, he was describing sort of this uh, epiphany he had, and he described it with some term like that. That was my experience. And I feel like uh, the students in the class, uh, at least hopefully, all came away with this sort of philosophical shift. And suddenly it really informs what you take pictures of, how you decide if your picture is good like are, did you mm-hmm. get, did you get it is is it enough to look at it and go like yeah that's good or do you have the mind to be able to look at it and say oh it's good but it's not i'm not going to love that in 10 years it's just a fine photograph but it's not like one of my good ones it, i think it gives context to so many things that photographers do uh naturally without understanding what why they're doing them or if they're even doing it it's just something that you kind of do like composing a picture I don't know if people mm-hmm. can self-reflect on what that experience is, but I think um, the information from Ikebana or Haiku mm-hmm. so profoundly informs that, that it's hard to go back and feel like you don't know what you're doing. And suddenly you know why things work and why they don't. Mm-hmm. So I feel the, good about it. Yeah. And just the nature of having a conversation or a crit around your work is it takes, it's an act of bravery, being able to put yourself out there and share your creativity and no matter what comes out of it, you are able to grow, whether it is through this like paradigm shift or just having a conversation on seeing other people's work. Um, I, I love that they're, I love that people are taking your classes and that they're sold out. That is so exciting. I, I, I feel like I might be too hard on them in the crits at the, like every day of the workshop is a, you know, have an assignment and they come back with pictures and somewhere in the, like the second day of this class, I thought, they're not getting anything out of it if I'm not incredibly candid with this. Like they don't need for me to say, oh, that's beautiful. And so as I've been listening to myself critique stuff, it's, wow, it's, I, I sometimes I feel a little bad, but I think that they appreciate the candor and um, 
And to me, the, the lens of the Zen arts is so clear. It's easy for me to look at a picture and just say, well, it's a, it's a fine picture. It's a, it's a pretty picture, but that's not mm -hmm. like you missed. You missed what you were aiming for. And that's great. It, uh, like Enso, like the calligraphy, it's a practice. Like mm -hmm. it, it, you just keep doing it. You do it over and over and sometimes you nail it and sometimes you don't. It's sitting under a tree and writing a haiku and sometimes it's really great and sometimes it's not, but you know what you're aiming for and that helps. It's not well, just I, shoot anything and every picture is beautiful. Like that's not what it is. Yeah. Well, and I think they're, if they're taking a class, you're looking for feedback. You're looking for, um, you're looking for someone to be like your coach, not mm your parent, you know, not someone who's just right. going to pat you on the back and be like, oh, honey, it is beautiful. But and the 12th place trophy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> someone who cares enough to say, hey, this is what you're doing well, but this is where you're missing the mark, or this is where you can grow, or this is where it's not, it's not communicating what your intention is. And you do that because they've invested in the class and you're investing in them. Like if know, you didn't care, you'd just but, say, great job. And I move know, on. But, they, but they tell you to do, you know, what is that? That's the, the, Critique sandwich, where you say something compliment nice. Sandwich, compliment sandwich. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I uh, I don't I don't think I have a sandwich. I think it's open face. I think we're going <sighs> right we're going right into the the peanut butter and jelly. And I, I don't know. I I mean, I'll get the feedback from the students soon and find out if they yeah. thought it was too harsh or not. But it was it was good. I had a good time, and I and it's helped me refine refine the the context. Oh, there's a lot of stuff that like they ask questions. And of course, in the moment of a class, when someone asks a question, sometimes you're like, uh, you know, I don't know, or, or um, that's not related. Someone was asking about whether this connected to Cartier-Bresson's theories or discussions of the decisive moment when I talk about certain elements of time in, in Bonsai. Mm -hmm. And I hadn't really thought about like putting those together. But of course, after that, and I sat and sort of thought about it for a while, I was like, so the next class I did, I'm leading with, you know, this is a lot like Cartier-Bresson's decisive, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like I know what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> so it but refines that way. It's an evolution. That's, it that's great. Like you're learning as much, you're, you'll, you will always learn. I think that's what I always hear my teacher friends say. It's like, you learn like as much from the students, not only about how to teach it, but um, about furthering your own knowledge and your own exploration because you're able to see it from so many different lenses. That's why absolutely. diversity is important. It is. It is. <laughs> and it's also why teaching, there's no better way to learn something than to yeah. teach it, right? And uh, for me, to, to, I would extend that to say there's no better way to learn it than to try to write a book about it. You absolutely sure. will find the thing that doesn't make sense and it's going to gnaw on you until you sort of figure out how to describe it or how to explain it. So I think the book is good. I think I will change the sort of the organization of it a little bit and match mm -hmm. the course. So the course is uh, six two-hour sessions. So it's 12 hours of, of workshop. I've been trying, I've spent the past week since the, the last class ended, seeing if I can make a 90-minute version that's just, you know, it's not interactive, but it's just sort of the, the gist of it. The video and on demand? Some, something it's like if someone says, I, I, "Can you come give a, a talk to our class?" I'm not going to mm -hmm. do. You know, is there a, an hour long version of this thing? And mm -hmm. so I've been, and I love doing that. That was what my Droid Maker talk was, and it was so fun to do. It was kind of like a stand up performance piece. And now I'm looking to see if I can do an 18 minute version, the sort of TED version of it. Hmm. Um, I don't want to. I mean, I'm I'm a little nervous that it might um, cannibalize 
interest in the workshop, but on the other hand, it might galvanize interest mm. in the workshop. I, I, I don't think an 18 minute TED talk is going to cannibalize a 12 six. hour, whatever, what? six hour course. I think they're very different. I think it's, it, it's more of like a, yeah, a teaser yeah, and it it'll, is. it'll peak interest. I have, I have a question yeah. about the class and the students work. You said that they were so good coming in, but mm -hmm. was, as you're looking at the work at the end of the class, was there like one image that was created that just really stuck with you? That was, that you're like, oh, that was, that came out so well. Yeah. Um, you're thinking of something, you're nodding. I am, I what, am. What well, is it? Can you I remember it? there was a student um, and I was, and her, her photography came in and it was beautiful and it was very moody and soft. And, and um, I didn't think that it really nailed the kind of storytelling, capturing a moment kind of aspects of photography. And I wasn't sure if she was getting it. Like I was like the third day of class and I was looking at her assignments and I, I just wasn't sure it was there. And then on the fourth day of class, she turned in pictures. She said, I didn't have much to do. And my dog was running around. We were clipping his nails and washing the dogs. And these photographs are so awesome, particularly as haiku. Like they stand alone, they're funny and um, composed beautifully. And I, I had that warm feeling like, like she got, but you know, by Jove, she's got it, you know, <laughs> like she, and I, and it, and other people had things like that, but there were the dog pictures, I think really kind of crystallized a lot. So the and, image, one image stands on its own. Is that yes. what you mean? Or is it like a series that is, that no, lives? one okay. image, so the one image. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the point. Like, I don't want you to need to have an explanation of the pictures. You, I don't, it's not mm -hmm. a series or a photo essay. It's each photo is its own self-evident representation of it's your poem it's your haiku and she did a mm -hmm. great job I'll, I'll post it if she gives me permission i'll put it in the show notes and it's pretty fun oh you know oh, that great. reminds me that reminds yeah, me so, that'd, so be, our, that'd be wonderful um so our upcoming show this uh our next episode is with reed callanan mm -hmm. who is the director of the santa fe workshops i thought it would be cool to invite my I guess he's my boss. I don't know. Uh, invite the leader. <laughs> invite the leader of the workshops to talk about them. It's a, an interesting organization. I don't know a ton about it, and I'm really excited to be in Santa Fe and learn more. And and he's the cornerstone of the organization for eight decades. I don't even know, like forever. It, yeah. Uh, no, that's amazing. I'm really excited. I feel like we've had other guests like like Jason Langer, Doug Manuay, um, who've talked about, actually, I'm forgetting someone as well, Maggie, Maggie Smith. Oh, Maggie, um, Maggie Taylor is teaching. Maggie Taylor. She does a lot uh, of yeah. stuff there. Yeah. I feel like they've all referenced the Santa Fe workshops um, when we've been able to speak with them. So I'm, I'm so excited to speak with Reed. Uh, me too. Well, let's, um, I just wanted to say hi and get us back in hi. the group. It's, it's, <laughs> I'd say this is the, the intro of the, our fourth season maybe. Wow. Look at us. We had an abbreviated third season, I would say. Um, I would say know, it was cut short. That Every... happened. Lots of things are cut short. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think this is going to be a good season and we're both, are you, you're not permanently in Florida though? Are you just, no, you no, I am not. No, we are, we are uh, here for just a short moment in time, but it is, okay. uh, but I'm definitely enjoying, enjoying different weather, getting used to humidity and um, mm. uh, kind of loving it. So mm. I will, yes, I'll keep you all updated. I'm taking more photos and um, I'm yeah, definitely, definitely kind of ready for season four and a new start. Well, that's good. Let's, um, let's wind it down and um, I, I, I will wrap it up. Our, our show is recorded and produced in South Florida and Santa Fe, New Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> Go to neomodern.com slash podcast to get show notes, see photos and post comments. Don't forget to subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening now. And please leave reviews and ratings. Um, 
particularly if you like us. We get, <laughs> uh, we get new listeners from you telling your friends and spreading the word. If you know someone who might get something from us, send them a link. Thank you to Mitchell Foreman for our theme music and all of you for hanging out with us. We appreciate your attention and we hope we've given you some things to think about. Until next time. <laughs>